Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It's now time for Market View. We've got REITs, Saudi Arabia, and Apple to talk about. But first, uh, here's Tian Tian with a recap of how we started the day. Right, Elliot. So Singapore shares opened lower this morning, falling overnight losses in global markets. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.3% to 3,180 points. Some 46 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed up 0.03%. We're looking at 3,190 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.1 billion Sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 265 versus 271. Top advances for today, GMH USD, New Incorporation USD and UOB. And top decliners, Jordan Cycle and Carriage, Palmatic Data and Aces. Now, within Singapore, REITs continue to be in focus because Maple Tree Industrial Trust announced that its third largest tenant for for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the US. Now, elsewhere from Saudi Arabia raising crude prices to Apple's new Vision Pro headset and Japan's real pay falling for the 13th month, global developments continue to make the headlines today. And joining us as we unpack all of these uh, is uh, Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. will also look into some of the currency implications. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, everyone. And Jeff, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? Yeah, I think uh, based on what you mentioned, you know, it looks fairly flat and uh, quiet. Uh, there's only a 0.03% advance. And uh, looking at the number of uh, advances and decliners, uh, they are also roughly equal, you know, close to each other. So I think it does uh, reflect that, uh, you know, there's not much uh, economic news today. But at the same time, um, the economic outlook uh, for, for Singapore, the, the macro outlook, is also fairly mm. divided. So there's some... Uh, sectors that's doing better, there's some that's not doing so well. So, for instance, uh, we uh, for for the manufacturing sector, I think it's still likely that the external weakness continue to to drag on uh, the economic outlook. Uh, but I think for some of the travel related uh, sectors, I think they still continue to benefit from the reopening. Mm. Uh, what about the biggest movers, uh, Jeff? Any surprises there? Um, I think not much surprises. I think it looks okay. like uh, the banks are uh, uh, seeing some gains and then uh, with uh, the travel-related uh, kind of uh, stocks, uh, I think it's, it's a symptom of uh, perhaps uh, we are reaching uh, peak interest rates uh, or even if there's one or two more rate hikes from the US, uh, there won't be uh, too much more to, to go. And then at the same time, uh, the, 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 uh, with uh, interest rates staying fairly high, I think this could help to uh, boost some of the uh, banking names. Uh, and uh, I think as uh, the um, sort of like travel-related uh, continues to uh, normalise, I think um, that continues to help to support some of these uh, travel-related stocks as well. Mm. And in the meantime, Jeff, more REITs continue to be in the focus today. Today, we saw Maple Tree Industrial Trust announcing that its third-largest tenant fought for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the US. And yesterday, we saw Digital Core REIT announcing something similar as well. I understand you mostly focus on macroeconomy as well as currencies, but broadly speaking, is the viability of corporate tenants a concern among REIT managers, particularly those with a presence in the US? Yeah, I think a, a concern right now with the in the US uh, on a macro level is that with uh, interest rates now very high, the opportunity for doing business, the opportunity for uh, financing is also uh, huge uh, as well. Mm. And uh, I think um, right now, uh, what we're watching out for is uh, whether this high interest rate uh, cost uh, financial conditions uh, to, to tighten. I think one uh, area where we can see is, for example, if the number of bankruptcies increase, and then uh, be, uh, because all this, uh, if uh, the, the cost of financing increase, 
we also reduce our profitability as, as well. So I think this, yep. this could uh, cause uh, more concern within uh, the U.S. Uh, for us, I think we we uh, we anticipate that if uh, something really goes wrong, uh, that will really cause the the U.S. Fed to then take notice, and then uh, they will then look towards uh, cutting their interest rates after keep uh, moving it at uh, such high levels uh, over the past uh, year or so. Uh, Jeff, let's uh, take a closer look at uh, the announcement from Apple overnight, the long-awaited Vision Pro Mixed Reality headset. Where do you think this, uh, what, what is the position of this product in terms of whatever major tech companies have been announcing so far and all this AI frenzy we're seeing? Yeah, I think it, it does look like, you know, there, there are continued uh, advancements and uh, I think uh, all these are signaling at uh, continued uh, breakthroughs in, in, in the sector. Uh, despite the fact that I think um, the economic growth is uh, slowing down, and I think uh, in, in terms of uh, let's see how the uh, tech sector it hasn't been doing too well over the past year or so, but uh, I think over, over the past few months we have also seen uh, the, the the sector kind kind of uh, rally. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for for now, I think what we are continuing to, to to see is that the long term trend of uh, technological advances that will push through uh, a lot of the, this innovation, uh, but at the same time. Um, if you look at some of the recent uh, numbers, uh, for example, the, the PMI, manufacturing PMI numbers uh, across the region, I think they are, mm. they are still re- relatively weak because of the uh, downturn in the electronic cycle. But yeah, I think uh, as uh, the, the year progresses, uh, to heading towards 2024, I think we will anticipate that uh, there will be some pickup in the in the sector for the for, for the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Jeff. Let's talk all about currency right now. Saudi Arabia will raise oil prices in July after the surprise plan to unilaterally slash output. But uh, what is the bearing on the US dollar against the major currencies then? Yeah, I think whenever uh, you know uh, there's uh, some increases in some of the oil prices or commodity-related uh, uh, items, I think there's usually uh, some currencies uh, that benefit a lot. Uh, usually these are the currencies that are more commodity-linked. I'm thinking of the Australian dollar, the Malaysian ringgit, and the Indonesian uh, rupiah. I think um, if we look at the current oil price trend now, uh, there's uh, still some bumpiness, uh, despite some uh, reduced uh, potential supply. But at the same time, uh, markets are also concerned that the, the, the strength of the economic recovery in the major economies and also in China is uh, not robust at the, for the time being. So what we saw today was also that the oil prices uh, you know, tumbled uh, even after a, a strong rally in the previous uh, session. So I, I, th- I think it's, it's still a, a, a bit of a match between uh, demand and supply. So if if, if the, the Saudi uh, tightens supply, but if demand is still lackluster, it will still mean that the oil prices wouldn't hit higher for too long. But I think if, if that happens, you know, if oil prices hit up higher, which is uh, our view, uh, maybe towards uh, the $90 per barrel level, I think that will mean that uh, some of these commodity-related currencies will benefit from it. Hmm. And uh, you talked about commodities, Jeff. Uh, just very quickly, a question off the top of my head is that the World Gold Council actually did a survey uh, of central banks. And one of the things that popped up was that respondents were more pessimistic on the future role of the US dollar. Your thoughts on where all this is going to go and the role of the US dollar going forward? Yeah, I think it's a reflection of the fact that we are entering a, a period where there are a lot of uh, alternatives. So not just uh, the US dollar uh, and other traditional uh, sort of like store of value such as uh, gold, uh, but I think we are also seeing uh, many other uh, cu- currency arrangements uh, being made, and at the same time, uh, other new, new emerging currencies like the cryptocurrencies uh, itself. I think overall, um, the the US dollar is still likely to 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 be 
uh, dominant for the time mm. being, uh, because of the fact that it, uh, you know it has been quite entrenched into the global trade system. And uh, for now, the U.S. economy continues to be one of the the largest. But yeah, I think uh, there's still a, a trend moving towards uh, uh, less uh, dollar usage. But I think it will still take some time. You know, uh, I don't think it will happen o- over the next one year or so. And I think it will uh, probably take uh, a, a few years to decades uh, to for you know many of these uh, arrangements to to be made. Mm, and finally, one quick one before we let you go, Jeff. Japanese workers' real wages continue to fall in April. It's down about 3% from a year ago, which is a 13-month of decline. So to what extent will that put pressure on the Japanese yen, given how this provides the case for Governor Kazuo Ueda to keep its ultra-loose monetary policy? Yeah, I think the the worry about uh, real wages uh, falling is that uh, if the, the real wage growth is not too high, it does mean that the uh, consumers uh, there won't be spending too much and they won't be adding too much to the inflationary pressure uh, on a sustainable basis. Mm. So that will mean that perhaps the Bank of Japan may still want to take a more uh, medium to long-term uh, outlook uh, and uh, be more cautious in removing their ultra-loose uh, monetary policy. So I think that is uh, slightly negative uh, for the for the yen for the time being. Uh, because uh, what we wanted to see is also uh, with wage growth, uh, some some inflationary pressures, and then uh, then the, the 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 change projections from the Bank of Japan uh, leading to some uh, rebound in the yen mm. uh, for the year ahead. So I think this will take some time. So, uh, but uh, perhaps uh, not now for the time being. Okay, thanks a lot, Jeff. That was Jeff Ng, senior currency analyst at MUFG. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty nine point three. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.